Welcome to the Audience Converter Podcast, the podcast for converting your audience from strangers to loyal fans. We dive deep and discuss how entrepreneurs, consultants, and coaches can level up their business to help more people in the world. Now here's your host, the creator of the Audience Conversion Method, Kimberly Whitecamp. Are you a community leader who's looking to really build your community through the power of email? It's the first chance you have to get in front of the right people, and you should make the most of it. So many community leaders take the template approach, and you've lost your community before they've even found you. How about crafting the perfect welcome series instead? You can grab my guide, Crafting the Perfect Welcome Series, at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Discover the tips and tactics I use to help my clients get up to an 80% open rate. When people open those first few emails, they're more likely to continue opening your messages, engaging, and buying from you. Build your community the right way with a welcome series that converts. Grab your copy at theaudienceconverter.com slash giveaway. Welcome to another episode of the Audience Converter Podcast for Community Leaders, where we are diving into the business side of building a community around what you do, talking about the marketing, management, money, and mindset needed to actually build a community and to have that community be a part of your business. I'm Kimberly Whitecamp, your host, conversion copywriter, and marketing strategist. And today, we are diving into some behind-the-scenes goodies talking about lessons learned from hosting a summit. We hosted a summit at the beginning of 2021. It was the Biz Reset for 2021 Summit. Kind of wanted just to create this valuable resource for a lot of people out there who were struggling to kind of hit that reset button, struggling to figure out where do I go from here? I'm overwhelmed. I have too many things to do. So many people that I talked with uh, over these last couple of months, right? We all had some kind of chaos. We had pivots, we had changes, and I wanted to bring together a bunch of experts who could kind of give guidance for people to figure out, all right, what is it that I need to do? What is it that needs to happen? And where do I go from here? So, you know, we created a bunch of different things. And what I want to talk about a little bit today is, uh, you know, setting expectations, but also kind of just what might need needed for an event like this. So one of the things I found was, you know, there is nothing wrong with getting started from a template instead of from scratch. So here's the thing, right? I am a copywriter. I write copy for a lot of different people. I write launches. I write landing pages. I write a lot of emails. Uh, It's one of my favorite things to write, actually. But when it came time to write copy for my own business, I will admit, most of us suffer from, you know, that uh, age-old story, right? The cobbler's kids have no shoes. Cobbler's so busy, so worried about taking care of other people and building shoes for themselves, for building shoes and creating shoes and creating really great uh, customer experiences for other people that they kind of neglect themselves and their own family. So, right, the kids of a cobbler don't have good shoes because they're too busy making shoes for other people. And the same thing really does happen uh, a lot when we're running our own business, right? All of the things that we know work, all of the things that we know are great, we're so busy helping other people that it's hard for us to apply it to our own business. And copywriters are not exempt from this, uh, just to let you know. And uh, I find it very difficult, actually, to write copy for my own business. Partially because uh, I'm I'm a Midwestern girl born and raised, and uh, you don't brag about what you've done. 
You just don't. And I've had a really hard time kind of overcoming uh, that idea that you can't really own your accomplishments or you can own your accomplishments, but you're not supposed to like praise them, right? So talking about what I can offer to people was really difficult. Also, what happens most of the time, especially when we're running our own businesses, is we know so much about what we do, right? We know so much about our subjects, about how we can help people, about the problems people face, that it is sometimes difficult for us to remember where people are joining us, right? They don't know everything we know. They don't know everything about uh, what hasn't worked and what does work and what might work in the future. They don't know all of that. So kind of rewiring your mind to remind yourself of where your prospects are, the people who are not yet clients, uh, can be very difficult. It's very interesting. So, you know, when I set out to to create the summit, I knew uh, exactly what was needed, right? I had this general idea of the kind of copy I was going to need, what I was going to need to put in place, and I ran everything myself. Note to self, uh, it is really powerful to delegate, um, and I was delegating quite a lot. But um, I was also training my VAs at the time. So I have a VA agency and I had just hired them. So I was training them on how to do everything as I was doing it. So the the next time I do this, of course, uh, they'll already know all of this stuff. But uh, it was onboarding at the same time. So that was a little bit difficult. But when it came time to write the copy uh, for all of this, I was at a blank. I was like, I kind of know intellectually what I need to do, but I am completely lost as to where to get started. I just don't know. I can't think of it. I can't figure it out. So you know what? I went and I bought some templates. And this is why it's so powerful to have a template as a starting point. Um, I really enjoyed it, actually. The uh, the templates I got had three different formats. One was just a, a general outline. It's like put big problem here, uh, put solution here, put date of your event here, right? Then they had one where it was a little bit more structured, a little bit, a little bit more fill in the blank than just come up with your own ideas. And then they gave you an example as well. And you know what? I, all I needed was that really short outline. That's all I needed was the really short outline. And then that was enough for me to be like, oh, okay, now I know what I need to be writing about. Now I know what's really important. Now I know exactly what needs to be included in this particular part of the uh, summit campaign. Great. Let me go write it. And that is the goal. That is the purpose of having some sort of starting point when it comes to your marketing. There's nothing wrong with templates, but remember, they are a starting point. They are not a mad lib for your business. Oftentimes, I see people who they'll get a template, right? And uh, oftentimes, these templates are, they're fill in the blank, right? If you've ever played the game Mad Libs, uh, you have a story and you do it in a group and you ask a bunch of random people, okay, give me a noun, give me an adjective, give me a verb, give me something that you would do in an ocean. And then you read out the story. And the story is usually ridiculous. The story is outlandish. And half the time, the story doesn't even make grammatical sense. You still can't actually read it out uh, properly. You have to like change as you go because when you fill in random blanks, it doesn't follow the flow of what people would actually say of what people would actually read. So oftentimes I'll talk to my clients and they'll have a template and it's literally the Mad Lib version of marketing. 
They've filled in the blank and that's it. They haven't changed anything else. So this doesn't sound like them. It doesn't reflect their brand. It doesn't reflect who they are. It doesn't reflect their business. It doesn't reflect how they serve people. It doesn't even half the time reflect the actual people they're best suited to serve because they took this template from somebody else who served a different audience and they didn't change anything. So definitely start with a template. Start with a framework. Start with something that'll give you an idea as to what next steps to take. But use those as a starting point, not as the end-all be-all, for sure. And I will say, you know, having, just having the starting point was so powerful. I was able to write the copy so much faster um, than I've ever written copy for myself before because I had a starting point, which was great. So some other things to keep in mind, you know, you might be thinking of hosting a summit, right? It's a great way to, to bring in new people. It's a great way to bring in groups. It's a great way to provide an environment for your community to connect with each other. So if you're considering a summit for yourself, there's a few things also I, I learned through this process. Number one is while all of us know the value that we're giving to other people, other people may not understand that value or, you know, things happen. Life gets in the way. Life gets busy. I remember when I had joined a community, right? There's that community bit. It was so powerful. I joined the community um, when I got the templates that the person who, who creates the templates also has courses and also has a community. And by buying the templates, I could enter the community. So I entered the community. And regularly, I, I didn't necessarily have to put forth questions but just seeing what other people were going through, seeing what other people uh, had questions about um, was really powerful for me. It was very, very helpful. And I regularly would, would check in and see, okay, oh, great. Somebody else asked this question. I can see what other people told them. But within that community, you know, I, I kept hearing this one thing and I was like, that can't be true. And one of the things was this, don't depend on your speakers to promote your event for you. And I was thinking to myself, that's crazy. Why wouldn't someone do that? Why would someone, you know, get all, go through all the hoops, right? Submit all of the materials to be a speaker on an event. They, you know, most of the time the, the structure is that speakers get a commission um, on anyone they send to the event that actually upgrades or buys. So, you know, I had 20, 23, 24 speakers. So I was like, okay, yeah, of course, they're going to want to promote this. They're going to want the opportunity to get commissions. The, uh, of course, they're going to want the opportunity to tell people about this event because it builds their authority. And, you know, about half of the people did not promote. And I was so surprised. But, you know, it's one of those lessons to learn in the world of marketing where if a lot of people tell you something is likely to be true, it's likely to be true. And what happens is that many of us we're, we're narrow, right? We're only thinking about this event in terms of how it's going to help us. Uh, we know it's going to help our speakers as well, but all of our focus is on the event, right? Our, our focus is not on other things going on at the time because the event is the biggest thing in our world. But for your speaker, it's an hour, maybe two hours commitment for them over the course of a week. Uh, so it's not the biggest thing going on in their world. They have other things going on in their world. And so things can intrude on that. So one of the things I found, right, is that you can't depend strictly on your speakers. Of course, you're going to hope that they're going to do it and go forward with the idea that they will be doing at least some of it. But now I know why so many of the summits I've spoken on have requirements uh, in that 
Uh, most of them have uh, started to gather deposits, right? You, get, you, you pay a deposit to be a speaker, and as long as you get a certain number of opt-ins, they give you your money back. And you have to do some other things like promote, and you have to do some other things like make sure you show up on time uh, if, you're, if your summit is live, which mine was live. I, I much prefer the live format for sure. So it was very interesting. I was like, well, uh, people are adults. I don't want to have to mess with charging cards and then maybe returning uh, the card uh, you know, refunding the money because that can also have a huge impact on your ability to collect payments if you have a huge refund rate. And my, my business wasn't old enough for it yet. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to collect money. I'm going to tell people, you know, here's all the things you need to do. You're going to sign it. I had everyone sign a memorandum for the speakers, which was like, here's your understanding of what you're going to do. So everyone had to read that. Everyone had to agree to it. But a lot of people still didn't do what they were asked to. So uh, going forward, I know uh, about what kind of percentages. And those percentages did play out based off of what other people had told me. Other people had told me, okay, you can expect a certain percentage to do this, a certain percentage to do that. And that is exactly what happened for my summit. So if you go forward knowing, okay, however many speakers you have, 50% will do what you ask them to. That's a very low number. But if you can bank on the 50%, that'll give you a true idea of the reach you're going to have, of the potential uh, mass you're going to have. Uh, but remember, what can those people bring to you and how dedicated are they to it? You know? And I'm not going to make the uh, assumption that if somebody's a bigger name, then they don't participate as much. I had bigger names, they didn't participate. I had bigger names though, who sent me over 50% of the paid subscribers. 50% uh, of the people who upgraded came from this one particular speaker. They did send out exactly when they promised to send out. And you know, we had a lot of people come from their world who have been really valuable as a list building tool. So that's, that's really powerful, right? Just to know Here's the, here's the metrics at work, right? We've talked about metrics before. We've talked about marketing and knowing your metrics. And one of the things to know is, well, what is your reach? And then what is your like expected reach, right? Here's what we think it'll actually be, but here's what kind of what that means. If you have a, a community of 100,000 people in that, you know, between your 20 speakers, you have uh, lists of up to 100,000 between everybody. But then you can really think of, okay, how often? is that how big is that reach really going to be? It was very, very powerful. And I'm really glad though that I, I went through this and could see the marketing metrics that I'd heard about on a bigger scale, right? And you know, the, the summit did what I wanted it to do. What was my ultimate goal with the summit? And this is something I want you to really think about anytime you put forth a marketing campaign. And that is what is your ultimate goal, right? Is your ultimate goal to make money? Is your ultimate goal to grow your community? Is your ultimate goal to grow your list? What is your ultimate goal? So my ultimate goal was to grow my list. And I, I definitely achieved that goal. I grew my list. Did I grow it as much as I wanted to? No. But you know what? Marketing is a game of testing. It is a game of testing, testing, testing. And that is, as a marketer, I know it's a game of testing. So I know the next time I do this, there are things to test. However, the big wins for me were every single event I decided to host this live because I felt it was really important for the subject matter that people were able to ask questions live of the speakers. Every single speaker showed up on time, ready to go, which uh, across four days and 20 plus speakers, uh, that is almost unheard of, especially if they don't have an incentive, if they don't have a consequence for not showing up live. So I was really excited. I was very happy with that. 
you know, we got every speaker showed up on time and every speaker had an audience. Every single speaker who showed up and gave their presentation had people in the audience. Every single session was attended by live people. Nobody was just talking uh, to me alone. And the majority of the uh, presentations also were watched as replays during the free replay time. So I know I had two goals. I wanted to grow my audience and I wanted to provide a really powerful resource at an affordable price for everyone who was struggling uh, during the pandemic. And I did just that. I had well over 50 to 70 views per day after the fact, right? During the replay period, I had people who upgraded. I had people who were very happy to get all of their stuff. All of that was wonderful. So some other things that I'm just going to use going forward is that narrower is better, right? We've got a lot of different topics we talk about on the Audience Converter Podcast for community leaders. And I think that each one of those themes could be its own summit. And longer doesn't mean better. I did it over four days. At the end of four days, I was exhausted. At the end of four days, um, I was shocked I still had a voice. And I partially um, achieved that by not speaking except during the summit hours, which was very fun for the other people in my household. And, you know, I think interest wanes, especially if, you know, four days is a lot to ask of anybody. Multiple days is a lot to ask of anyone running a business because we're all busy. We all have things going on. So having a very narrow focus, having a one-day event is my plan going forward. And, you know, if you're thinking of hosting a summit, here are some other things I really want you to take the time to consider before diving in. Number one is something that I thought I had everything I needed for, and I didn't. And that was the VIP section. I knew I was going to have a VIP area right? And everyone was going to contribute VIP gifts. And we recorded some extra interviews for the VIPs. And I thought I had everything set up. (laughs) And I didn't. And the tech just kept breaking and breaking and breaking. So have a backup plan, but also be open in communication. I regularly told the people, hey, look, I'm really sorry, but the Zoom decided to take, uh, I think one day it took 12 hours to convert all of the video for some strange reason. Something was going on with it. So I wasn't able to post those replays as fast as I had promised. So I extended the amount of time people could watch it and I reached out and I was honest with my audience and said, hey, you know, uh, the tech is not playing nice today. The recordings are going to take a little bit of time. And as soon as they're out, I will let you know and I will make sure you still have the amount of time I promised you. And I did not get any complaints, no complaints whatsoever about the delay. Because when you're honest, when you're sincere, when you're authentic with your people, it's just another opportunity for you to build trust, which is, you know, as we all know, a key part of building a community and building a business full of people who want to continue working with you. And the last thing I'll say is this, create a real timeline. I had a timeline in mind. And I, I stuck with my timeline. However, I was also taking on a lot of extra projects, um, last minute deciding to do a bunch of different things. And that really impacted my ability to meet those deadlines. So I had a clear deadline. I had a clear timeline in place for creating all of the marketing and creating the full campaigns and going live even. But at the end of the day, what happened was because I was taking on so many other things, I was overestimating how much time I had in a day. We all have the same 24 hours. So be very clear with yourself. So what I would say 
is create a timeline for when you're going to get things done, when you're going to have the sales page up, when you're going to have the membership area up, when you're going to create and write all of those emails, and then add 30%. I've heard this before and I've used it with my clients, but of course we all struggle to use these methods with ourselves sometimes. So add 30%. However much time you think it's going to take you. If you think it's going to take you 10 hours, add another three. If you think it's going to take you 20 hours, add another six. And that way, when you build your schedule with that expanded timeline in mind, you'll be excited if you finish early. But if something does end up taking you longer, you have the extra time to make it happen and you're not rushing around like crazy. So one of the things that uh, I have found really powerful, of course, is building a welcome series. That is one of the things that really engages my audience. And every time that I reach out to them with an opportunity or with a resource, uh, I know more and more people are seeing it, such as with my summit. I had about a third of my list uh, register for the summit and show up. So that's a pretty amazing statistic. And part of what builds that is having a solid welcome series in place. So if you are wanting to do a summit in the future, if you're wanting help, if you're wanting some back and forth time to, to get ideas for building out your marketing campaign, you can always feel free to reach out at contact at theaudienceconverter.com. I have sessions for that. But in the meantime, I want you to know that you know a summit is really powerful. It can do what you want as long as you have your right metrics in place and you have the right ideas in place. So I would love to know, reach out, send me a comment, uh, send me an email, mention summits in the summits in the podcast in the subject line. And I would love to know, uh, was this helpful for you? Getting a behind the scenes look of a marketer who does this for other people and then running your own. And uh, what kind of questions do you have about putting on this type of event? I uh, plan to do a question session around uh, topics coming up soon. And also, I would love to know, um, where are you in your summit planning journey? Are you going to put one on? Do you have plans in 2021? Let me know. I'd love to hear from you. Until next time, remember, keep calm and carry on. And uh, I will see you very soon. Thanks for listening to the Audience Converter Podcast. For more information and important links about today's show or for access to our website, visit theaudienceconverter.com. Take a moment to rate and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts.